With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Worst Damn Sports Show period. Today we're going to be talking about Mel Tucker. We're going to be talking about the XFL and baseball. It's the Worst Damn Sports Show period. (laughs) Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. I did the baseball because I feel like there's a lot of confusion about what we're going to be talking about, like the proposals yeah. that are here. So, uh, good morning. Hey, well, hey, how you doing? It's morning when we broadcast things, we record this thing. I'm a hot mess, guys. You, you okay, Steve? We're glad to have you back. It's At least you're a... not too busy for us this week like you were last week. <laughs> I was, man. I'm too busy this week, but that's fine. We made it, I made it happen. We got to make it happen. Got to do the fun things, well, too, I, here, right? I know yeah. you didn't listen, but I cussed you out on the podcast. Was so. I the worst? Um, I think you were like a pseudo worst. Like you weren't my actual worst, but an honorary worst. Just per- imagine how busy either of you are doing anything and then add like a sick kid to the mix. Yeah. Stop trying to make so. us feel bad for <laughs> you. <right>? Fuck you. <laughs> and what a, it would have been a great week last day last week to do it, though, because like that was the day that nobody was here. Oh, it was all, it was like that kind of like. Let's get things done today. Yeah, it was the okay. snow day that you still get into the office and like just everybody's fucking quiet. Nobody nobody is around to bother you. Just get everything done. <laughs> the yeah. random few people that are here are both just giving it. They're all giving the nod. Just like, yeah, that's right. We did it. Well, and then I don't know if you saw your email, but our one of our the lady who like runs our office, Mm -hmm. Chris Donaldson, bought pizza for everybody. Yeah, had to leave before the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. But I got the Hawaiian food. Okay, L and L barbecue, which by the way. We don't have a sponsor yet. Yeah. L&L is incredible. It's, did you get some? I did not get some. It, there's one across from the Sprint store that I went to, which, by the way, Sprint is also fantastic. Um, <laughs> there was one across from the Sprint store that I went to, and it was packed out. And I asked the Sprint guys, I'm like, I've never heard of that place, L&L Hawaiian Barbecue. Is that any good? And they're like, God, it's the best place in Denver. Did you, like, is you it need Aurora? Did you go to Aurora to the Sprint store? Yes, that's the one. I was at the same one. And I was in that area, and I wanted to get some lunch, and I'm like looking around at my alternatives. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, it's a chain. Here's a chain. I'll give this little Hawaiian barbecue place a try. You know, I'll give them some business. And I open the door, and the, the dude's back is like, who's in line, is like right to the door. It's like, yeah. oh, they're busy. And there was a sign on the door when you open it says, if the line's this long, don't prop the door open. And so it's like, <laughs> they're used to that. It was awesome. It was serious comfort food. L&L Barbecue. If the line's this long, don't prop the door open. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, it was like an interesting day. Today, though, they're doing that little Kendra Scott pop-up thing mm. upstairs. So I had a Torchy's burrito and... Uh, mimosa before I got here. Did so. you know that every time I get an email from Kendra Scott, I think about your wife? Yeah, well, that's her name. <laughs> I, I bought something. It's her favorite thing. So. <laughs> they got me, so I took advantage of their free food and booze. <laughs> anyway, here uh, we are, talking uh, about sports. <laughs> Let's talk about sports. Uh. <laughs> Let's start with our tweet of the week. Uh, the XFL had a massive uh, kind of response to it coming out last week. Did you guys watch any of your teams? Oh, I got the fever. I didn't see the 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 Seattle game. I did watch. That's your team. The, That's your team. I wasn't man. available that day. That was. Uh, <laughs> it's not how this doing? works. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I legitimately forgot it was happening until I started seeing the tweets. I was like, oh yeah, that's going on. But I did see the. Um, I did see the the late game on Sunday. Which was the Houston, which was my team, yep. game, yeah. the St. Louis Battlehawks yeah. versus okay. I think your team, no. the Dallas Renegades. No, I switched. Remember, you went I, to Houston. I, I didn't want to root for a Dallas team, so I went to New York. The Guardians. Oh, New York. Okay, they had a cooler logo. Yeah, so I had the St. Louis <laughs> Battlehawks, who were a nine and a half point underdog. Which one of the cool things about the XFL? They're talking about the gambling lines yeah, right on the broadcast. Right <laughs> yeah. So St. Louis was a nine and a half point underdog, and we got the outright win, baby. Go Battlehawks. <laughs> yeah. And I was listening to it on uh, the radio, too, because I went skiing in the morning on Sunday. And Wait, they were hold on. They were Whoa, yeah. playing it on the radio? What? It was on ESPN. They were, like, broadcasting. The, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I had the, the serious... Um, 
uh, the serious channels. And so yeah. it was one of those channels. Okay. So I was like flipping through. I was like, why not? <laughs> you know, listen to this. <laughs> it was, um, exciting to listen to. But they did do that. And they also, even on the, the radio and the TV broadcast, I love the interaction of the officials and the replay official. Because mm-hmm. you always kind of wonder what the conversations are yeah. when they're doing it. And that's exactly what it is. Where he's like, is it a catch or isn't it? It is, or you know, he needs to have this. Okay, it is great. All right, give me the t- give me the down and distance. Well, and, I, and they're kind of like hassling him a little bit too. He's like down and distance. Yeah, down and distance. Yeah, and, that- I, <laughs> and I liked there was. I mean, I so to answer your question, Beardo, I have watched all four games, believe it or not, in various places. But it happened to be on in a bar I went to when I was out for brunch, and then when I got home, I turned. So I ended up watching all four games over the two days. Um, but one of the parts that was my favorite part was there was one that I thought should be overturned. This this replay communication you're talking about, I mm-hmm. thought should be overturned. And I'm watching it, and I'm watching it along with the replay official. And he goes, yeah, it looks like it should be overturned, but I can't see the ball clearly. So we're going to have to go with a call that stands because I don't have enough evidence. And I was like, do you know how much nicer that was than to just have the referee come over the mic and be like, call stands fuck yeah. you yeah you know what <laughs> no I mean? like explanation it was, it, you could see that they were looking at the same thing you were looking at and they wanted to change it but they just didn't have enough actual evidence to change it and i really really enjoyed that too steve and i think if like part of that too is maybe they know they're being broadcast as well so they're kind of over explaining it to each other which is fine yeah exactly yeah the thing i like the most about it is that this was a league that didn't try to hide that they have growing pains. Like there were some things, the dude in the middle of an interview dropping an F-bomb on live TV, the the interviews with the coaches that were just kind of like, yeah, he made the play. And that was it. Yeah. Like they, so there, there are definitely some things that they have to work through, but, um, and somebody wrote an article about this and I agreed wholeheartedly with it. When the league kicked off, you didn't have the same thing you did with the last version of the XFL. Like they are not trying to be that, for sure. You yeah. didn't have a big, uh, even when it started, it was kind of just a quick, like, here's the intro, football. Yeah. Like, there wasn't the big fireworks, the big parade. It, it was cool, man. They're kind of trying to make themselves seem like a legit thing instead of just gimmicky. Like they spent the money and the, the effort in the right places. Like yeah. With, uh, with the rule changes, obviously, I think everyone likes that. They're Because people do complain about the NFL rules all the time. They're like, here's how we're addressing that immediately. And then when it comes to the broadcast aspect of it, they played in smaller stadiums, which made it look like more people were there and more engaged. It's a more expensive ticket, so more people are engaged if you're there. And the actual broadcast quality, like they used actual Fox broadcasters yeah. like, to do yeah. this game, not just some B team and some people you didn't know. Yeah. It wasn't like you didn't like we weren't like watching the Ocho. Yeah, it felt like you were watching an actual broadcast. I and I really liked the changes that they made too. I mean, the rules changes I felt like made the game move faster. Somebody there to spot the ball. I loved the fact that all the skill players have microphones in their helmet, have uh, speakers in their helmet <laughs> so they can hear the coach and the coach can call a play and the quarterback doesn't even, all he's got to do is set his protection with the well, only line. got 25 seconds, so it's boom. But that's yeah, what I'm that's, saying. It moved. Yeah. It, like it felt really, really good. I love the multiple extra point tries i hated that nobody went for three um, did nobody go for three i don't think okay. there was definitely not a successful I one saw a lot i don't of think twos. anybody a lot of twos i think i think people are going to start going for three because with all the sixes that you're getting mm-hmm. the three is worth a lot you know like that is a whole extra half score you know i think so too i think once once people kind of get settled into their roles they'll realize okay mathematically three is the way to go yeah i like the fact i like what they did with the punting it makes it so it's really not super advantageous to punt. Yep. So people weren't doing it. You got a lot of fourth down tries, a lot of people going for it. I mean, it was, I really enjoyed it all around. And the kickoffs. Like, yeah, sp- kickoffs are great seeing too. how that actually played out finally in a game. I was like, okay, how I, I like this. How much safer was that? <laughs> and nobody broke one, but it's going to happen. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was, I thought all around, everything they did was really great. So I'm going to watch. Here's the real question, right? Because mm-hmm. this is, we talked about AAF and we're like, yeah, I watched the first week. Are you going to watch the second week? And then none of us did. So, and that's partially because it was on CBS Sports Network or whatever. These games are going to continue to be on Fox and ESPN. ESPN and ABC. Are you guys going to tune in this weekend? 
Uh, I'm going to be a little busy, but I'm going to try to catch it when I can. <laughs> and that's the thing is I'm definitely busy too. But if it was like an NFL weekend, I would have made time yeah. in my busy schedule. Like I would have peeled some off. We'll see. I got, yeah, I'm, I got stuff to do. I'm making time for the stadium series game. So sorry. Yeah. NFL. <laughs> and that could be, that could be the, the, well, I don't I don't know how much they need. Um, well, their ratings were huge last week. Um, and so they had like a three share. And so I am going to tune in. So if you just take the test case with us, if they go from a three share to a one share, they can still survive on that. You know, it's just a matter of how much money is that league actually bringing in, which I heard, by the way, they've already in ticket revenue outsold the entire AAF as a living organism sure. like, well, so they, they, already, they have sponsors already too right like. <laughs> well they have had a couple Ish, sponsors yeah. but but so i don't know we'll see we'll see it's i think it's an exciting league right on football xl fever catch it <clears throat> topic one well, we, we got to talk about this incredibly ugly scenario that played out with mel tucker and cu fuck and, that guy yeah i mean yeah dude like what the fuck snake in the grass like okay yeah fire away like, well my fill thing, in the details so mel tucker got a request to interview with michigan state because their head coach just kind of resigned out of nowhere a lot of people were not expecting that so they've been looking for a new coach mel tucker was one of the guys they interviewed uh, he came back. He went and said, "It's honor. I'm. An, it's an honor to be part of this interview process. But I'm committed to see you. I'm committed to what we're building here. The rise is real. All of this stuff that, like, all of a sudden, as a CU fan, you were really on board with, and you've watched them sign these top commits for the first time in a long time. And then, apparently, they dumped up the Brinks truck to Mel, Chuck, Mel Tucker's house." And all of a sudden, he's just like, "Just kidding, I'm out. I'm going to uh, I'm going to Lansing. See ya, deuces." And everybody's like, uh, "Wait, I thought you were committed to the build. I thought you had integrity and loyalty." Well, and that's the thing is, it's not just the tweet. The tweet sucked. Yeah, right. Like he he puts out this tweet that he's not a candidate for that job anymore, which was just a blatant lie. Yeah, like a if there's blatant lie. If that's that's the worst part about it. not just like. You know, I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'm considering this. It right. would be it would, that would be a very tough decision for me. No, he's just like I am definitely staying. If there's any number that gets you out of CU, out of Boulder, then you don't write that tweet. Period. Yeah. End of story. If there's any number that does it, and guess what? There was a number that did it, and you. So you don't. You just can't write that tweet. But and, I and disagree you don't have with to, you. Don't have to deny. You don't have to like like say that. You don't have to say anything. Right. That's the thing. You just don't say anything. He didn't have to say a word. And I disagree with you, Steve. I don't even think that's Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The worst part, I think the worst part is him... It, they have video of him on the phone with their top recruit, a four-star kid out of Louisiana, talking about integrity, how's your mom. I mean, he sat in living rooms with these kids and told them, I'm here for the build. I want you to come to see you. It's a family here. We're all the same shit he said in a press conference at Michigan State yesterday or the day before about integrity and blah, blah. It was just a big fat load of crap. And these high school kids, listen, they always tell you, pick the school, not the coach. But of course you're picking based on the coach. Especially if there is a coach or no coach. The, 
which is where we're at right now. These 17 and 18 year old kids. And now they're forced with the decision of days before signing day. After it's after, after okay, signing, it's after signing day, day was last week. Days after signing day. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. And so now these 17 and 18 year old kids who just made the hardest decision of their life based on an adult they thought they could trust. Who says stuff got, like there's no transfer portal in the real world. Right. Just got absolutely betrayed. And now they have to go through there and like sift through their emotions and feelings and find out if they do still want to come to see you. And like props to Darren Cheverini, who is he's been a buff for a long time. He's been one of the top 25 recruiters in the nation for a really long time. He helped put together this amazing class with Mel Tucker and he's going to be the interim coach now. And he reached back out to a lot of these kids and he's like, listen, this wasn't the way any of us planned it to go. I didn't want this to happen. I didn't think this was going to happen. I got betrayed too. If you still want to come to Colorado, come to Colorado. But the CU kind of hinted that if people want out of their, their letters of intent, which essentially what you do is once you sign that letter of intent, you need to be released by the school to go sign somewhere else. Uh, they kind of hinted that they would let these kids out of their letters of intent if they wanted to. And props to these kids, a lot of them are saying, I'm still a buff. I'm still coming. Like I believed in what was going on there and I don't need Mel Tucker there to do it. But it was just, I couldn't believe it. I felt so bad for those kids. Yeah. Well, and I mean, who was it? Was it the top recruit? The the one was he the one that tweeted, "I feel betrayed," just like immediately. He wasn't. He was the one that said, "I don't like being lied That's to." That's what it was. Yes. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> he tweeted out, "I don't like being lied to," and then he quote tweeted that and put above it, especially right to my face. Really? Oof. I mean, <laughs> and you and like go get him. I don't even mind. Yeah. Like 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 put him on blast on social media. And I mean, Mel Tucker, like the the kid has absolute right to tweet that out and be like, he told me to my face and now I feel betrayed. He, I mean, he's one of the ones I feel really bad for. He had offers from Miami, Florida, um, Texas A&M, like he had big schools going after him and he chose Colorado and it was a big win that they got him and the guy was lying right to his grill. A uh, Sports Illustrated article came out. The, one thing, it's putting CU football on the map, like oh, they yeah. the national yeah. conversation in its own way. Uh, Sports Illustrated wrote an article, um, and my favorite line on it was talking about, mostly about just the disarray, like how bad college football is like right now. Like what, what a pit it is when it comes to the discrepancies between everything, whatever. My favorite line, though, because they were after Fickle. Was he the Minnesota head coach? Uh, no, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, okay. Yeah. Um, they're after a lot of guys that they didn't get that they made offers to that uh, Mel Tucker was not their first choice when it came down to it. Yeah. Um, the line on here was uh, on Tuesday, Michigan state trustees said the school didn't want a quote waffling flake and a parent shot at fickle who had expressed interest in it. Later Tuesday, the school landed the waffling flake Mel Tucker a couple of days after he turned on the job and within hours of him publicly reaffirming his commitment to the Buffalo. So not only did he go on three different radio shows, including on our sister station, KOA, but he also went to a donor dinner that night, like an hour before the news broke that he was leaving, which meant that he had to have been in contract negotiations while he's at that dinner. And there's video of him standing in front of donors saying, I'm committed to see you. So he's a liar. It's just, I don't, that's what you're getting Michigan state. Like you're getting a guy who is, well, maybe, and everybody, and people are saying, Hey, you would do it too. You would take the money. They doubled his salary from 2.4 to I think 5.3 million. I think were the numbers. Okay. I get that, but at a certain point, your reputation, your name, your integrity, your morals are worth a certain amount of money. And I don't know if it's two and a half million dollars or not, but I can tell you for goddamn sure if I already had two and a half million dollars in the bank, I'm not doing that to my name. You know, well, it's funny you use, well, go ahead, go ahead. My, my thing is too, is like if he had just said straight up, like, yeah, I'm considering this because... Here's the financial opportunity. I don't think we'd be having the conversation we're having now because, yes, anybody, you get offered a raise in in your current position to go and do the same job that you like. We're all doing that. But he came out. It it, it, it really is the fact that he came out and said, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm committed to here. You're absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with him leaving right. for more money. That's not the problem. The problem is 
lying right to people's faces. Indeed. And I don't know what else there is to say about this. Other than, I other than, just wanted to rail on him yeah. for a little bit because I was just pissed off. about. It. I mean, I, I am a CU fan. And for the first time, you felt like it was headed in the right direction. A top 32 recruiting class. You had four, four or three four stars. You had a recruiting class that was better than Michigan State's recruiting class. Indeed. And he's gone for money. For money and maybe a little bit higher profile. But along with that is going to be higher expectations, especially now. And I don't think he's going to live up to it. I don't, I don't think he has the pedigree of a coach. That, if you look at his actual record, like he's been a coach that's been at like 11 different teams over his like short tenure without a really proven long-term record on any of them. Like the CU one was the best stretch. And did they even make a bowl last year? Were they bowl no, eligible? They were no, they five and seven. Yeah, they went five and seven. They didn't even have a w- above 500 record. So, so that's but, what they're getting. My question is, what is what does it mean for CU as a coaching search now do they do they just stick with Cheverini or a name that's been floated out there that a lot of people want him to go after and I don't think it's ever going to happen is uh Bien-Ami. they want the OC from Kansas City but I think he's got too much of a good thing going with the Chiefs that I don't think he'd take a head coaching job in college he, he wants that NFL yeah. position. I don't know why yeah I don't know is it just because he's a former player that they're like well former player he's, he was he's also got- an offensive coordinator under John Embry okay a few years back Here's the thing. When he was there, and I've heard this from several people who I trust immensely, he was not well regarded. Huh. He, Everybody said he was a pro coach in a college room, and so he's cussing guys out. He's having a hard time trying to relate to these kids on a level of being mm-hmm. a teacher more than being like, this is how it goes. We're all adults here. Do your job kind of thing. Uh, and so that's not to say that it wouldn't be different this time around because he would be knowing what he's getting himself into. But I just heard that it kind of soured some people up in Boulder. Um, there's also a defensive coordinator for the University of Missouri who's a f- ex-Buffalo who's been a DC for a few years and is apparently qualified for the job. People asked if they would reach out to Vance Joe. Joseph, I could pass on that if I had the opportunity. (laughs) Of course, our co-worker Dave Logan gets brought up all the time, but I think Dave knows that it would nationally, it would be a joke to everybody if they hired a high school coach. And even though everybody in Colorado knows he's a great coach and knows who he is, if you're in Ohio and the CU Buffs just hired, you know, a high school football head coach, it just doesn't look good, you know? It's setting them up to fail, kind of. So I, I don't know where they're going to go. I don't love keeping Cheverini as the interim for the whole season, but I just that it's late. They don't have a lot of options. It's yeah. very late. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's like go time. It's yeah. not even like at the end of the season, whatever. Spring football is around the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move it on to something nicer. Here's where we lay it on thick on the Worst Name Sports Show period. We talk about something great that we came across sports or otherwise this week. Who's got what? I can go first. Yes. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to lay it on thick for Ilya Kovalchuk. I don't know if you guys saw the video that <laughs> so I tweeted out. good. But he's with his two sons on some rink, outdoor rink up in Canada. He plays for the Montreal Canadiens now. If you don't know the name, he's been a sniper for a long time. He left the NHL to play in the KHL for a few years, so his numbers aren't as gaudy as they should be. But he's a hell of a player, and he's getting up there in age, so his kids are actually a little bit older. I would say like 10, 11-ish by the looks of the video, but that's just a guess on my part. Anyway, he's with them on this outdoor rink, all three of them have hockey sticks, and there's only one hockey puck. And well, he challenges his boys to take the hockey puck from him, and he just starts not mugging them left and right. I mean, he's putting it in between their legs, spinning around them. They, there's a solid 60 to 90 seconds worth of video of him just making his kids look like fools trying to take <laughs> a puck from an NHL player. This is how that whole, they call it nepotism, but this is how these kids get ready for the NHL. Yeah. This is why players <laughs> of kids are yeah. more and are more ready for it. <laughs> he is dunking on both of his sons for a solid two minutes in this video. It's one of my favorite videos I saw all week long i kept waiting for him to go on like a breakaway and just put one in the back of the net and be like 
He didn't what? even he didn't even want to skate away from them because he was making them look so dumb. I was gonna say he didn't need to. He yeah. just dangled all the way around him. So I'm gonna lay it on thick for Ilya Kovalchuk dunking on his kids and on video for all of us to see. But you're right. That's the case. Because next time they go play to some other kid, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is easy." Right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Beardo? Uh, I'll go next. I'll stay in the hockey vein. I'm gonna lay it on thick for this weekend stadium series game between the Colorado Avalanche and the LA. Kings. Have you guys seen the uh, the ice? Yes. It, it the this setup is probably one of the coolest looking setups of an outdoor hockey game that I've seen thus far. They even went as far and brought a full F-16 jet and parked it Ooh. right next to the rink. Nice. Like it is, it's a full setup. It's in. A, I think is this the first one in a football stadium? No, no, they've had plenty in a football stadium, um, but it's the first one at a military academy. Yeah. So. yeah, so I mean, you've got that aspect. You're going to have to fly over tomorrow, which is, of course, going to be epic because it's right there. Um, it's it, also the first one in like five years that snow is actually on the ground yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. It's been we in like LA and stuff like that, and they've put down like white foam, so it looks like there's snow there. <laughs> well, that was the thing about the Coors Field Stadium Series game is it was like one of those nice 65 degree weekends yeah. when they did that one at Coors Field and the foam like a, a small burst of wind came up and the, just blew the foam <laughs> everywhere <laughs> into the crowd so we don't have to worry about that this weekend <laughs> is it is it Saturday Sunday remind it me it is Saturday and it will be on TV it will be on NBC Sports so you'll Actually should be, be like able to a watch it. decent day yeah too, on like Saturday. 40 degrees and sunny I think is what the weather is for puck drop at 6 love that alright uh, I will go ahead and lay it on thick too Beardo, happy birthday, dude. Aww, thanks, buddy. Oh, look at that. <laughs> You're such a cheater. You didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. <laughs> I told you I'm, I was going to come I up with something on the fly. <laughs> so happy birthday to Don't Beardo. Don't sing anymore because... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Because then we got to pay royalty, royalties. Oh. You look like a monkey and you smell like one, two. I don't know if that part is covered in the royalties. <laughs> I think that's all right. Yeah, I think we're right. <laughs> I like to hear chocolate. She's like, shut up. We can't afford anything. <laughs> we don't have a sponsor. <laughs> Maybe we could get the, the dude who made the birthday song he to be our sponsor. sponsor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Second topic. All right, let's talk a, a little baseball. I'm not going in the direction of all of the bad things that happened just yesterday. Can we just baseball. say, though, that that was such a fucking joke that Houston Astros press conference? It what was a brutal. Fucking, you know what a fucking yeah. chode that guy is. <laughs> Fucking owners of Chode. He literally 55 seconds apart from each other said, we didn't think it affected the game. And then he said, of course it affected the game. So fuck that guy. That was- yeah. We won. What are you going to do about it? Right. Suck on these nuts. <laughs> they already said they're not taking away our World Series championship. So eat my dick. This so is supposed to be an apology guy. conference. Yeah, well, I'm sorry you lost. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. Anyway, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Uh, no, let's, <laughs> let's talk about something good. And that is the proposed uh, playoff format now there's i've seen a couple versions the one that i like uh the most is where they would essentially eliminate the wild card game make it a three game series uh they would give teams the top teams a buy i don't know what that would look like Like, i don't know if it's a full round or or week or however it is because uh, baseball goes a little bit further, but that to me seems like the best solution to get away from this one play-in game that everyone hates. I don't think everyone hates it. I mean, there's a lot of drama attached to a one-game winning your winning your win, you move on kind of thing. I mean, it's it's March Madness in baseball form. I guess, but it's um, just not fun. So it's so what they're proposing is the top seed in each league would get a buy to what is essentially the divisional round. Okay, then there'll be six other teams, the two division winners that are left that don't have the best record, and then the top wild card team, and they'll face three other wild card teams. In a three-game series, all at the home stadium of the top seed. 
So if you win your division, not only do you get to host the three-game series, but it's at home, and they've added the extra flair of if you're a division winner, you get to pick which wildcard team you want to play. What? (laughs) Now, this has been kicked around a lot of different times, a lot of different years. I think it's a great idea specifically for a league who is not split up geographically. It is not the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. It's the NL versus the AL. So you could have Mets Dodgers in a series and they would have to travel back and forth between New York and LA in the playoffs. Whereas you wouldn't have that in hockey or basketball. And so even though the travel doesn't hurt people as much as it used to if you let the Dodgers pick and San Diego and New York are the two uh, teams that they could pick between well if it's a home series they're going to pick New York and make them travel all the way from New York and play in Los Angeles right Mm -hmm. instead of picking San Diego there's also did somebody just use their best pitcher because they had to win on the last day of the regular season yeah that's makes it that does make a big difference there that's actually both of those things do you match up better with somebody like maybe they've got really strong right handers and you match up better with their right handers or they you don't match up well with right handers so you don't pick them you pick a team that has a bunch of lefties throwing or just I mean, a team for whatever you've had their number this year and you just feel really confident about that or do you just if you're the red sox do you just pick the fucking yankees because it's the red sox versus <laughs> the yankees right like one of them would have to go right yeah like <laughs> we're gonna eliminate you right now yeah and it. here's the thing if the, if that is a choice for either the red sox or the yankees there would be almost overwhelming demand to to make that happen even if it was an early round because the other team be like, what are you afraid of? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bring it. We watched you avoid us. I yeah. saw you not pick <laughs> us on that television program. You're scared of us. You yeah. know, it's just, it adds this whole extra level. So what you end up getting is seven teams in each league that make the playoffs. You get rewarded for having the best record by taking that buy into the divisional round. So obviously of the six remaining teams, you would have three winners. They would all go to the divisional round and you'd have one verse four, two verse three. Um, so it, I, I like this format mostly because it's, it's an, it's an in-between of what the NBA used to do and what the NFL does. Cause the NBA used to have that short, like five game series. Right. But they've, they've gone away from that. They have. Yeah. But I, I think it's cool. The negatives that people have said about it are you're almost guaranteed to have at least a 500 team in the playoffs, if not a team with a, a losing record. Now, that's something that we've dealt with in football. It's not something we see too often in basketball, though we do see it from time to time. We almost never see it in hockey, but that's just because of the overtime losses. Yeah. So this, the numbers look like a team is a winning team, when in actuality, if you were to add up their overtime losses and losses, they've lost more games than they've won. Um, so it's it's kind of an interesting scenario of like more teams would be playing meanif- meaningful games in August in September because there'd be more teams in the playoff race, but you'll also have teams that like can't catch the number one seed and aren't going to fall all the way out of the wild card. So they just kind of cruise control through the last month of the season. I felt like we saw the Rockies do that a little bit with some of the Dodger battles, not last season, but the, maybe the season before <laughs> No, last season. They just, yeah. They just quit the whole year. <laughs> where, where it's just like all of a sudden you saw the Dodgers just creep out there and it's like, well, we're not going to catch them. So, yeah. man. and then they ended up in a wild card because they, they did do that cruise control and they had good teams beat them, but they couldn't, they couldn't have caught the Dodgers yeah. anyway. You right, know? Right. So, so does that diminish maybe some of the games that you play You're resting pitchers maybe because it doesn't matter. You're not going to end up catching whoever is in the number one spot. There's so many games that there is some stinkers along the way. Regardless, I am all for anything expanding the number of teams that have potential into the playoffs. You think so? I'm all for that. Yeah. Even if it's a team who's 79 and 83. Yes, because that's going to be the Rockies. Right. (laughs) We wish. Down. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you like the fact that there's so essentially what you're doing is you're expanding it to 14 of 30 teams make it, which which is just obviously under half. Yeah, which is like that's common. That's like most sports. Welcome to the 21st century baseball. I, I like that. Well, I should probably turn off my ringer. <laughs> Beardo? No, I'm I'm all for it, man. I think yeah, I, I yeah, I agree with Steve. I'm I'm good with allowing more teams in there and 
whatever gives the Rockies an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I like it. I like it just for the pick your opponent portion of it. I don't care how many teams you put in. They'll get eliminated anyway. And I really think they should slice 20 games off the regular season. There's yes. no reason to be playing baseball in late March. Yeah. There's no reason that you should be playing baseball in November. So You're slice right. 20 games off the regular season, but put seven teams from each league in the playoffs and fine. You know what I mean? Like I'm totally cool with that. And here's why baseball needs it. If you look at the the viewership, like the fan amount of people like watching baseball that are interested in baseball that aren't collecting retirement checks right now. <laughs> it's sinking. It's like far behind NFL, far behind the NBA. So if they want to do something to, to invigorate the league, they need to have more fans engaged and to do that is to have more fans with a an opportunity. And while purists might um scream and yell about it you know they're probably 20 years in the grave anyway so whatever yeah i mean so major league baseball players that are playing right now trevor bauer most notably uh who's a pitcher for the reds said i'm gonna direct this at rob manfred because i don't know whose idea this was but clearly you have no idea about baseball it's dumb for so many reasons i can't type them all on twitter Good day, sir, essentially, <laughs> you know, and but I just like I understand these baseball purists and they're fucking really staunch sometimes. But you got it. Like you said, Steve, you got to do something to get everybody excited. And you you can't just do it by saying like, oh, well, people will come back around. They'll start watching baseball eventually. Like, no, you're going to get past. Well, and they're going to hurt it with some of the like they're ta- already talking about raising walls again in in baseball stadiums and and once you start eliminating some of those aspects of it like the constant home runs and stuff people are going to tune out like that's that's part of the fun not to mention that do you even think games are legit anymore you just think people are cheating you know like (laughs) trash cans will be eliminated from dugouts you gotta do something to make sure people stay interested and i think you're absolutely right steve if you increase the number of teams that make the playoffs but not only that it's not just seven teams in each league now that are with you till the end of the season it's maybe eight or nine of the 15 teams because two of them may be within a game or two coming down the stretch and end up just missing out. But those fans are going to be engaged all the way through the end of the season. They're buying tickets. They're buying t-shirts, yeah. they're buying hats, yeah. they're buying concessions. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's about the money. And if you want to get them engaged, that's the only way you can do it. Cause and, pe- people do get engaged for a playoff team. I think we've discussed this on the podcast before too. There's something about, even if you are a long-term avalanche fan, like for me too, like I loved the Avalanche. I was like so into them when they first came to town because mm-hmm. they were winning, and mm-hmm. that like really brought me into the fold. Like I knew all the players, and and but then there is definitely lots of stretches where you're just kind of like, okay, well, all right, I'll check back next year, kind of thing. And now that they're back in a competitive team as they have been the last couple of years, people are reengaged, people are talking about them, and that's like that's that's most it's entertainment man well and it's like whatever you're trying to do it's entertainment it's more playoff games it's more playoff series i mean you're talking about adding a round with three different playoff series Mm -hmm. best of threes in each league you know what i mean so it's more games it's more playoff series it's more playoff revenue it's more tv money like all around it's just it's to me it makes sense yeah yeah i'm all for it all right let's wrap it up here on the worst damn sports show period we do this we talk about the worst thing we saw one way or another now I would like to start. I had a lot of choices <laughs> this week. Too many that I didn't have to like come with this one, but I will. And I'm curious where you guys stand on this particular one because my worst is dude who is punching the back of the woman's seat mm. on the <laughs> cross-country flight mm. because she reclined it. If you mm. haven't seen the video, well, you should get a Twitter account and you'll <laughs> see it almost immediately. <laughs> where uh, the situation was this woman had reclined her seat. The guy asked her to put it back up because he was eating, so she did, according to her story. And then when he was done, she reclined her seat back. The that you get. He didn't like that. And so instead of uh, approaching it like an adult, he started punching the back of her seat constantly. Just pop, 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 pop. She recorded the thing about a minute and a half's worth. He was obviously doing it on purpose to bother her as he leans forward and says, this flight's very turbulent. <laughs> the, the backstory is that she actually got a hold of the airline attendant who then told her that she needs to stop recording or they're going to confiscate her phone and then offered him a drink as a uh, as as a sorry for the whole thing. So, yeah, let's go ahead and add alcohol to the mix. That'll help smooth things over. So all the way around, no, dude is wrong. 
How do you guys feel? So he was he was in the last row of the plane. He was in the last right? row of the plane, so, so he can recline his recline. seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she also reclined into him, even though he couldn't recline. Mm-hmm. And he's still a three-year-old fucking child yes. and shouldn't be punching the back of somebody's seat Correct. incessantly for an entire plane ride. Yes, I think you can recline on it. the The lighter side of this is: can you recline on an airplane or not? Yes, and I absolutely think you can recline on an airplane. They give you twenty six inches i understand that you don't want somebody coming towards your face but the seat is designed to recline if you choose to recline you can that's how it that's just how it works however if you feel like you don't want to encroach on somebody else's space and you don't want to recline i also respect that and i think that's a very kind decision you're making thinking about the person behind you i just don't think that you have to However, all that said, on the other side, the guy's a fucking dick. Yeah. Right? He's just an asshole. She, by the way, she's definitely raising the bar, upping the ante. She wants to wrap in the FBI, whose jurisdiction this whole thing is, and press charges because it's assault, which honestly, it technically is. Like, I think that's probably taking a little bit too far. I don't know if it's assault. I mean, technically, that is. Listen, anything that would happen on that plane would have to be a felony. Because it's in the air, and if it's in the air, it's only federal regulations that you're held by. So the FBI would have to think that Uh it was a felony assault charge for him to be doing that, which this is what I'm saying. Like, this is both sides escalating it up. You're both assholes. Just stop. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens when when passive-aggressive asshole meets passive-aggressive asshole. Absolutely. It's just the chirping back and forth. Like, instead of turning around and being like, hey, man. Stop punching my seat. Right, yeah. <laughs> like that would have solved it right there because then the airline attendants would have had to take a side and be like, oh, yeah, you can't punch the seat, <laughs> sir. You yeah, can't, no, you're not going to give you booze either. Beard? No, no, the dude's a dick. Yeah, right. Like, it, I'm a six foot two, 220 pound man. Trust me, I've sat behind people that re- decide to recline their seat. It's not that fucking bad. And the guy was sitting playing games on his phone on his little tray anyways. It wasn't really bothering him that much other than he was just being a dick. Yeah, like, so that's it. And I so, think we could put this to rest. So, so Steve, <laughs> yeah. do you recline? Oh, I, I recline. But here's the thing. You know how much it reclines, right? All right, if you're unfamiliar with that, take your hand and open it up. Now move that in by half, <laughs> and then move it in by half again. <laughs> and that's how much space we're talking about. That's yeah. how much real estate. It's not like if she would have put her seat back up, he would have been like, ah, oh, whew, everything's fine now. No, so no, you can recline, yes. And if you recline into me, fine. Your seat reclines. Like, the button's there. That's what it's there for. Yeah. All right, so Steve's a recliner. Beardo, you're a recliner? I don't recline on planes very often. I just it's just not a I'm uncomfortable on planes anyways because I'm a giant human uh, so like I just don't recline to begin with cause and here's the thing it's whatever. like I don't and like I have to and it's like oh, I got the little button okay yeah yeah <laughs> sweet <laughs> Who's uh, I think uh, I think it's my turn I am gonna say my worst right now is Mayor Hancock Oh. Earlier this week, uh, you guys might have saw this, but earlier this week, uh, city council voted to repeal the pit bull ban. After 30 years, they were going to let uh, dog owners uh, own pit bulls. There were a lot of rules and regulations set up for this, including that you have to have a special license. Your pet must be registered. Your pet must be microchipped. Your pet must be spayed and neutered. Okay. And if there's any incident whatsoever, they reevaluate. So uh, an attack, a bite, whatever. Okay. And everybody was uh, all for this. Everybody rejoiced. The city council approved it. And yet the bill is still sitting on Mayor Hancock's desk because he has no idea if he's going to sign it yet. He's still weighing his options. He's listening to people. It's like, come on, man. It's been it's been 30 years. We, we all know that uh, the temperament of a dog is how you raise it. Just sign the fucking bill. Let people try this experiment. It, there are so many laws and regulations that you're setting up to make this happen. What's the hesitation? What? Well, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, what's the hesitation on his part? Only because there seems to be overwhelming public support. Yes, for exactly. It. And so he's just letting it sit there, being like, eh. and he's got till Sunday. If he signs it by Sunday, within ninety days, the city can start issuing these permits for people to own pit bulls. So, Mayor Hancock, 
It's fucking worse, man. Just sign it. Let people have their dogs. I've known several pit bulls that have been loving, been around dogs. babies, been around yeah. young children. Like they're fine. It's, it's just all, how, you, it's yeah. how you raise them. So. You can have a German Shepherd that's just as aggressive as a pit bull if you're an asshole to it. <laughs> it's true. That said, so it was like probably 15, 20 years ago, the pit Aurora was going to instate it. Mm-hmm. And their first thing was like, they were talking about instating it. And my thought was, <clears throat> that's absurd. Just like, like most people would. Literally the very next day, story about a pit bull jumping over his neighbor's fence into the neighbor's yard, attacking a 10-year-old boy and ripping off his arm. That's a fact that yeah. happened. And so my thought at the time was just like, okay, well, whatever. I, you know, I don't know what to say about that. It's like, maybe that's a sign. Um, that said, that kid who's got his arm ripped off is like an adult now, and he's actually anti-Pitbull ban. Uh, I don't know. I got, I'm, I'm actually on the other side. Like, honestly, I don't care. Like, I know there's like a big thing. Like, I have a big, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm not against Pitbull bans, personally. But I'm also saying, like you said, if this is, like, the, the people want it. That's obviously. I yes. know I'm in the minority. I'm not, like, advocating for it. But I wasn't one of the people that's, like, showing like a City Hall thing and that they should take it away. But enough people did. You should listen to the people. And you should listen to the people that, that, are, that have elected you and have elected all the city council members. And it should be repealed. That's my take. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My worst, like Steve said, there's so many choices. You can go with Jim Crane, the owner of the Houston Astros, who's a fucking cocksucker. You can go with Mel Tucker, who is just a total douchebag. But I feel like we've covered that ground. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring up another debate that you guys can chime in on. Um, at Girl with Sign on Twitter, put up a sign that said she was at a concert holding up a sign that said, No need to post the entire concert on your story. She then. Uh, commented on the sign by saying you paid for a concert not a phone video put your phone down for a bit and enjoy the moment somebody then quoted that tweet and said I paid to do whatever the fuck I want (laughs) both are right (laughs) both are technically true but which one is right is what I wanted to ask you guys Beardo sorry do you think okay Steve (laughs) wants to chime in Girl with the sign, put down your phone. Anyone go to the tool show? Yes. yes. How nice was that? That was amazing. <laughs> so go ahead and tell people. You weren't allowed to use your phone. And not only were you not allowed to use it, was a crackdown. Like if they saw your phone, they would kind of get it from you. They said you were going to kick you out. I didn't see that happen, but I did see phones taken away. They get, took it and deleted all your videos in front of you and gave it back to you. I do enjoy taking a picture because that is like the thing, you know, take a picture of the concert. I've also been, there was also a guy who was videoing for some reason, like hip level, like trying to get it just desperately, like every song. You're taking away your own experience doing that. Yeah, there, I went to the Black Keys Modest Mouse show. Dude in front of me held up his phone the entire time. And that's where it runs into this is like, you pay to do what you do, but you're impeding on my enjoyment. When you hold up your phone and you're videoing it, now I have to watch the goddamn concert through your phone because I'm behind you. And it doesn't matter if it's right in front of my face or not, it's a distraction. So I personally think it's good for the all the people that are in there. It's good for you, uh, it's better for you. It's like tough love, like to make you sit and actually be in the moment. So I'm all about like putting it away because it, it's too much. We've we've reached a tipping point. Steve's with girl with sign. Yes. Put your phone away. Beard. Oh, I'm with this too. Because at that tool show, here's the thing. Like Tool did it right. Tool gave you a notice walking into the venue that was plastered everywhere. You sat down, and the, and security did. They would come up if they saw you. You know, you could take it out in between whatever. But the minute the show started, if they saw you, they made you delete it. But Tool knows that everybody likes their social media moments. So the very last song, before they started it, they said, okay, you guys have been awesome. Take out your phones. Take out your phones. It was like, record. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, totally. But, and and like, and I did it. I did it at the last because I wanted my picture. And and I was on the floor. I was like, this is the closest I'm ever going to be to see this band ever again. (laughs) So I'm taking the picture. But yeah, man, like I've, I've been at the Fillmore of all venues in VIP watching a concert through somebody's fucking tablet like they had a full-on ipad (laughs) they were recording a concert with and i'm like dude you're you're on the rail of vip if you're gonna do that step up on the ledge behind everyone and record your fucking concert but don't block my view champion girl with sign ah saying saying that so beardo and steve yeah you 
Listen, I do believe you paid to do whatever the fuck you want. With how much concert tickets cost, if you want to record the whole thing on your phone, I guess you can record the whole thing on your phone. Here's the thing. You put up these Snapchat stories that are 50 fucking snaps long. That's actually the other part. Why you shouldn't do it for yourself. Because people are going to hate you. But, like, they're not going to. No one's going to look at that. Fucking obnoxious. Nobody watches through all of those. The no. sound is terrible. And how many times have you gone back and watched a concert video on your phone? Never. None. I mean, I, a, a picture. Yeah. I do from time to time, but it's really more to remind me of the moment, and not so much to remind me, like, to hear the song because the sound is fucking terrible. Yeah. Your microphone cannot handle the sound coming through those concert speakers. So, uh, <laughs> I but I do believe. You paid to do whatever the fuck you want. So, <laughs> my favorite uh, uh, guy in front of me videoing the concert moment uh, was last summer at Avid Brothers. When the guy in front of me in, in the VIP too at Red Rocks um, was taking a whole lot of pictures and videoing. Kendra's like, "That's John Hook and Looper." Hey, Governor! Just like us, you want to take a bunch of videos you're never gonna watch. Don't you have like free reign to this place? He's like taking pictures of the rocks. Be like, haven't you been on stage here like tons of times? He's played fiddle up there. I know. He's like actually performed on stage, but he's still up there like snapping pics. Like, so here's what I got. Have you guys ever gotten spiteful at a concert when someone had their phone out too much? Oh yeah, I just told you about that one. I wanted to say something, but he was like a 13 year old kid, so I didn't want to like. Literally, the only time he took his phone down was to stop and write notes on his phone about which song, because he was like tracking all of the songs, and then it's right back up. <laughs> I, uh, I every once in a while, if I get someone who's real bad, like real bad, the entire show through the phone, I'll just start singing really, really loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> and, like, smart. That's messing a good up move. some words because you know <laughs> you don't really know every single word. You just know most of them, and I'm you know not a great singer. So <laughs> when when Dubs goes viral because some passive aggressive asshole films Dubs How singing, are they gonna know it's me? <laughs> they're pointed at the stage the whole fucking time. No, they we, got no idea. That, this is this is the two passive aggressive asshole situation that we mm. find ourselves. No, no, I'm just enjoying the moment, Beardo. I'm just singing songs that I enjoy and having fun at the show. Especially if you sing should a, be the wrong song, too. Like, <laughs> We're halfway there. Bro, this isn't even a... This isn't even a jury concert. What's going on? I'm confused. Wow, that was Bon Jovi. Or Bon Jovi, whatever. See? Sit, there you go. And this was the Worst Dan Sports Show, period. Thanks for hanging out. Keep following us at Worst Dan on Twitter. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.